today I'm excited uh, for you all to get to know uh, a couple of our of our long tenured teachers. Uh, <laughs> six years uh, these two gentlemen have been with us. Uh, Brandon Walker and Darnell Cleary are uh, going to visit with us, talk a little bit about their uh, careers here at Presbyterian School, their backgrounds, some things that maybe some people in the community don't know about them. Uh, one of those is that they've They've been friends since probably the eighth grade, ninth grade. Uh, so we're going to turn it over to, to Brandon and Darnell. Won't hear too much from me, maybe a couple of questions here and there, but start it off with, uh, with Brandon. Just tell us a little bit about yourself, uh, where you're from, and uh, how did you find your way to Presbyterian School? Uh, so Brandon Walker um, from a, a little city called Pontiac, Michigan, right outside of Detroit. Um, like Mark says, this is my sixth year at Presbyterian School. I made my way to Presbyterian School first as a as a coach. So uh, Darnell was was uh, affiliated with football, and he knows that football is one of my first loves. And so uh, introduced me to Marty, and I got associated with the football team. This was when I had just moved to Houston from New York, and uh, ended up coaching that that football team. And I dare say we went undefeated that year. It was a good year. <laughs> First time that ever happened, but um, I fell in love with the community. Um, some some parents, I, I think, fell in love uh, kind of with the relationship that I had with some of the students as well. And so when a position became available, um, they made sure that I that I knew about it. Um, I was teaching at a different school at the time, but but ended up here. Been here for the past six years. Haven't looked back. So it's been awesome. And what do you what do you do? What do you do now? Sure. So I am, a, yeah, I forgot to mention that. Huh? So I am a, the eighth grade math teacher, which means that I, I teach algebra here at Presbyterian School. I am also a parent. Uh, so I'm, I'm a parent of three, but two of which um, are here in, in the lower school. One in early childhood and one in lower school, fourth grader in the pre-K four. Darnell. It's great. So Darnell Cleary, affectionately known as Coach Cleary. <laughs> I've really enjoyed that, and that's really how, essentially, how I got started here at Prez. Um, funny enough, I think about Brandon's answer, and it's got a lot to do with relationship and how we've gotten to some of these places. Um, I moved here in Houston in 2012, and my wife, uh, Sarah, was working here at Presbyterian School, which is how I was introduced to the school. I started long, long time ago, working in aftercare, um, which was an awesome start. And a coaching position came up. They needed, I think at the time, a track coach, which was where I first jumped in. And then immediately after, after a trying period with the former athletic director, Marty Durden, was, thought I did a pretty good job. And, you know, <laughs> basketball also came up, which is one of my first loves. And so I started coaching basketball and um, really, really enjoyed that. At the same time, I was kind of figuring myself out my place here in Houston. Um, funny enough, did an aptitude test and coaching and teaching were the primary things that came up. And one of the things the uh, lady who was facilitating this um, told me, I think you should really consider this. And sure enough, opportunity came up yeah, I think uh, I'm going to go ahead and do that. And so now I teach physical education to a very great range of uh, grade levels and ages, which is fun to do. Um, and 
coached basketball, football, have coached track and coached baseball, uh, which has been just a great, a great fun um, opportunity here. So um, one of the things that's interesting to me about you guys is that so Darnell, you have an economics degree from the University of Michigan. Brandon, you have two degrees, I think, in psychology, right, from mm-hmm. Purdue. Uh, I mean, you guys could really do anything. Uh, and, I mean, I'm, don't get me wrong. I'm glad that you're doing what you're doing here, and you're doing it very, very well. But you really could do anything. Uh, you're incredibly skilled. You're, you know, incredibly talented. You know, what is it about the work that you do here? Why Why are you drawn to that particular that particular work, do you think? Yeah, so uh, so for me, a, a series of events have taken me out to, um, you know, I, I was in New York City doing luxury real estate office right in the financial district office, literally on Wall Street, and uh, enjoyed what I was doing, but there, uh, there came a time where I felt like um, it, it, my heart, you know, wasn't really in it in, in terms of, like I didn't feel like I was making a difference. And so I thought back to the times where it, it did feel like I was doing something meaningful. And for me, that was when I was in graduate school. And I just so happened to be teaching geometry and algebra two at a, at a local high school. And, uh, you know, even beyond what I was doing inside of my graduate program, that was the thing that like that meant the most to me. It felt like I was making the most impact, the most difference. Um, and so, when we we were in New York, and and you know, I was telling my wife, I think I want to make a career change. Like I I, I want to go back to that feeling that I had when I was when I was teaching. And so so anyway, yes, could be doing a lot of other things, but um, you know, one thing when I talk to to friends, when when I talk to others, is that um, I, I I never feel a lack in terms of the work that I'm doing is is meaningful or not. Like every day when I leave, I feel like the the work that I just put in was valuable work. I feel fulfilled from it, and and to me that that goes a long way. Yeah, Mark, you uh, I think you hit the nail on the head for me in that one big part was relationship and building relationships. Um, when I first got here, and this isn't to you know, provide propaganda for the school, but this is in all seriousness, the culture that existed here, it just really lifted my spirits. And I, you know, I, I background in economics, a lot of finance, business stuff. There are often times where I'm, what am I doing? Am I not <laughs> using that right now? Like, but that piece that, the culture here that existed specifically, the ability to really dive into, you know, my spirit and the spiritual part, you know, I really try to leave, you know, all of my roles as being a child of God. And I was really able to do that here and without hesitation and it be well received. And so that was a huge part and my decision to kind of step away from that and at this point in my life and step really fully into here because it was so well received by not only the kids, but faculty and 
other staff. Do you guys, I mean, here, here I, I mean, I know a little bit about you that the rest of the folks listen probably don't know, but I guess I think it's a little bit ironic that where, where you met, right, uh, how you got to know each other was essentially in the context of school, right, mm-hmm. in, a, in, a, in a learning context. And then here you are after after kind of divergent paths that took you away from that, right? Both of you in, in successful in business, right? I didn't I didn't make the connection about real estate, <laughs> but but then you find yourselves back. So do you want to talk a little about the the Brandon Darnell origin story, right? Uh, how how you guys actually got to know each other um, in in the context of of the school of really the school setting or the, the preparation for a school setting where you where you guys got to know each other. Sure. Let me start with this, Brandon, because I was thinking about this um, before, just like you were thinking about the brother thing. I was thinking about this recently. uh, We started in a program uh, called Horizons Upward Bound. This was they came to middle schools um, and said, hey, guys, do you want the opportunity to spend your summers, you know, working hard to be really dive into academics and be successful. And separately, Brandon and I, you know, decided that that made sense for us to do. And I was thinking about this one summer at, we, we called it Hub, um, we had decided somehow that we were going to do this thing to separate us even further. So uh, like Darnell said, our the, the during the school year, um, our eighth grade year, and Darnell's from Detroit, I'm from Pontiac, so we're you know 30 minutes away from each other. But a uh, there was a private school um, where we're from uh, called Cranbrook Kingswood. So um, they, they they had this program, Horizons Upward Bound, and they would send a rep to the school. And this is how I remember the talk going. Um, he said, uh, "Yeah, there's." There's no TVs, there's no game systems. Um, and if you want to learn and, and get better, then sign up. But if not, then we're not interested in you, right? And so, uh, I don't know, I was, I was weird back then. And <laughs> I, just, back, uh, just back then? Just, right, and uh, I don't know, just the idea of this new experience and learning things that, I, you know, that, that maybe I hadn't been exposed to, it, it appealed to me. And so I, I actually filled out the application and like told my mom later that um, <laughs> that I was that you know, Same. hey mom, I, I just signed up for this program, right? Um, but you know, eventually being selected and then going to this. So so what would happen is six weeks in the summertime, you know, where everybody's hanging out, we're we're at this very prestigious campus and um, learning, you know, between one quarter and a whole semester's worth of. of of stuff at this private school, having access to these resources that, you know, quite frankly, we just didn't have access to. You so know, talk, talk we're about, talking about talk a little bit about that. State like, state of the art facilities. This campus is one of the most beautiful places you can go in America. It's like a one of those heritage sites, right? It's uh, just this incredible, incredible institution. Um, you know, it's it's no secret that uh, that you know I didn't come from from, from money or or anything like that, and so. But anyway, so we were we were on this campus for six weeks out of the summer, and we participated in that for all four years. Um, Darnell, being this this bright, gifted intellectual <laughs> that he is, the first summer um, they offered Darnell a, a scholarship to to go attend the school full time and be a boarding student. Which you have to understand how, like how special that is. This is you know, 
in 2000, you know, the school cost $35,000 a year. So a scholarship to go there is a pretty, pretty big deal. Um, and it's like all inclusive, right? Um, so to get that as a ninth grader is pretty special. And so when I came back after my first year, um, after my year at, at my home school, I decided I wasn't going to do that again, and I was going to get a scholarship to, to Cranbrook as well. You know, whether it gave me one or not, I'm getting one, <laughs> right? So um, ended up talking to enough people and talking my way into a scholarship my, my second year. Um, and so that's that's our origin, right? That's that's how we met in this program. So so let's so let's uh, peel peel back uh, so that that six week intensive highly academic program that, that you that was really sort of what gave you a taste for, for Cranbrook right absolutely so so let's fast forward to today because what, what you guys have built uh, here in Houston is uh, modeled modeled after that right so so talk a bit about the summer Institute and talk about the I guess the inspiration for that and not only I guess the inspiration from your past but also the inspiration or what you, where you saw the need here in, in Houston. Sure. Um, so you would think that there was like a direct line to us starting that, right? Um, and, and I guess in, in God's plan it was, but it's not necessarily um, was our was our idea to, to do it in that way. But, you know, a few years ago, um, Darnell and I were participating in this program at our church where, um, you know, we... Uh, led by a mentor of both of ours, Teresa Phillips, and, and part of the program was, um, you know, what is is God calling you to do, right? With the things that you have, how can you be 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 active, lead, you know, where you are, and and so that's something that we that we prayed on a lot, um, and you know, I, I tell this story, so I know Mark Darnell, you've heard it before, but. So, so, you know, during this time, trying to figure out, is, is this where I'm supposed to, is this what God is calling me to be? Is, is this what, you know, he's calling us to do? And um, driving down 59 and, and, and I hear this voice say to me, like, you already know what to do. Like, stop asking me what to do, right? <laughs> and, and so I um, immediately, you know, think of, of, of Cranbrook, of Upward Bound and this incredible experience that, that we got, right? And, Horizons Upward Bound is about like truly expanding your horizons, exposing students to things that they might not have had access to before. And just the realization that, you know, now Darnell and I are in this position, right, in this thriving community of Presbyterian school, in facilities that, you know, more or less go, go kind of dormant in the summertime, but us being surrounded by this community of, of need, of, of other Darnells and Brandons and, and, you know, folks that could, you know, go on to do these incredible things, but just maybe don't have access to um, some of the, the things to support that, right? And so just all of a sudden realizing like this incredible position that God has put us in to, to now, um, you know, not even give back, but kind of, you know, pay forward some of the same gifts that were given to us, right? Um, when, when I stepped inside of that, uh, inside of the, the, you know, science lab at Cranbrook or when, you know, some of the folks there, when they would take me to their homes and I or hear, you know, what their families were, were doing in order to 
to make money and things like that. That was, you know, that was stuff that blew my mind. And, and a lot of that was just exposure, right? And so realizing that, man, now we have the ability to, to expose other students to some of the same things that we did, right? And, and uh, my brother, the, the economist, will, will say that, uh, you know, that just because those kids get access to those things, it doesn't now change it to where now other folks don't have access to it, right? That, that the whole community as a whole can, can benefit from it. So anyway, it, it, all of that kind of that inspiration happened at once and I realized what opportunity we had and then went to, uh, you know, asked Mark, is this something that the school might be willing to support? And I was surprised by his answer. Not only did he say yes, but it was a, a resounding one and said that it was something that he kind of had always wondered how, how the school could be more involved in the community, and so he was excited about it. Yeah, so let me, what's an interesting thread in this, that I, I, should, I should know this, right? I should have put this together, but you guys have both spoken, you know, pretty comfortably and, and passionately about your faith and about the, you know, the leading of, of God, not only in your, in your lives, but also in this, in this particular decision to be at Presbyterian School and then, and then about the Summer Institute. And my sense, and here I might be taking a leap here, but my sense of the, the six-week intensive program that you did prior to Cranbrook did not have a faith component to it. But the Summer Institute does, and Darnell, you're, you're, that's, your, that's your realm, right? So talk a little bit about, I want you to talk about that, and then I do want to come back to just kind of overview of the Summer Institute itself. But, you know, this is... This is a compelling story of faith as well, and, and and to hear you talk about it, Brandon, really just sort of, you know, making yourself vulnerable to God's leading, right? Um, I'm a strong believer that, you know, you can have all of the education and work hard and all of that, and it is for not if you don't have a strong faith and something driving you in that and the character to support it. Um, I've seen it happen, right, where folks have great success and feel like they have led a meaningless life. And I've seen folks who have not had very much and feel completely fulfilled. And I just, I couldn't have something that we were doing have that feeling in me and not share that as a strong piece of what we were doing and what we were building. And, you know, everything aligned to honestly make it a fairly easy choice, you know, in the matter, like the impetus of it, where we were um, and housing this at Presbyterian School, which was, you know, strong faith, easy to do that, like every piece of, you know, really the puzzle and putting it together, like have some piece of that as well. And so it just felt like it, it, it was something that we needed to do and something that I needed to do and that would help to grow me in that. And Darnell shared something with me once. It's a quote from MLK um, that goes along the lines of, I'm, I'm going to butcher this quote, of course, but <laughs> along the lines of like the most dangerous man is, is one in which is, has intelligence but has no, no moral fiber, no character, right? Because then you get somebody that's really smart is going to use that intelligence in the wrong way. And, and so that's something that, you know, is woven into the fabric of, of the program. Um, half their day is academic, half their day is wellness-based, and, and for wellness, that's spiritual, you know, and physical, 
and emotional wellness because we we do truly believe that that those things go hand in hand. Well, let's let's pivot a little bit because you know the 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 children that you serve are not Presbyterian school children, right? right. They uh, come from different demographics. So talk about sort of the target audience uh, for this for this program, and then I, I kind of want to pivot into you know. Uh, that's last summer, you know, I mean, you guys had to do this virtually, like, like everybody else had to do stuff virtually, but you also had to do this in the context of everything that's going on with, uh, you know, racism and conversations about racism. And yeah, so, so, uh, you know, part of our mission is that we are, we are looking for, you know, motivated students, right? Um, they, they don't have to be high flying all A plus students, but we do want students that want something, uh, you know, a little bit more for themselves. Uh, also, in order to qualify for the program, they have to qualify for free or reduced lunch, which puts them at or below the poverty line. So that gives you a general sense. We there, there's not a, a uh, you know a, a racial component that we are looking for, but because of the first two pieces, all of our students are you know black and brown kids. Um, so that's that's the first part. Um, in terms of what this this past summer looked like, um, we did it you know via Zoom. And that was a tough decision to make to pull the trigger on doing it, but I'm, I'm so incredibly thankful that we did because at the time that was still kind of up in the air, if, you know, what was the, the right way to go there. Um, so we, we did it virtually. We also this past summer, one of our strategic uh, initiatives was to bring on a social emotional learning teacher that specifically taught social emotional learning. That was before the pandemic happened, but thank God that, that was an initiative before the pandemic happened because, you know, our students, um, so Presbyterian School immediately when the pandemic happened, we switched to online, we were doing teaching still, but it was just, you know, through Zoom. Our students didn't have that experience, so their work was more so online and they had to access it in that way. So they didn't really interact with their teachers after the pandemic happened in February, February. Um, and so that was something that was new and different to them. And we thought that it would be like pulling teeth to get kids to show up for class and all of that. And that was not the case at all. They were so hungry for that interaction, for like to actually be doing something interesting and engaging that, that we didn't have that problem at all, which, which was a blessing. Thank you so much for tuning in to part one of this two-part series. Be sure to catch part two as I dive deeper with Brandon and Darnell.